This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5, plus in the Glens Falls, Lake George area on 1410 and 96.9. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Patrick Madden, the mayor of Troy. Mayor Madden was elected to office in 2015 and re-elected to a second term last November. I want to ask you about that. Uh, is this your last term? I believe I saw somewhere, but I couldn't find it when I was prepping for this interview. That I thought I saw somewhere that you had said you will not run for a third term. Well, uh, Bob, it was an easy statement to make. The city charter in Troy limits the mayor to just two terms. So this is my second uh, and last term okay, as so mayor. So all right, so I can't it's, run. I cannot run again. So it's uh, it's part of the law in Troy. Does that disappoint you? I mean, did you hope to be, uh, I don't know, mayor for life? or Mayor for life. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever hopes for that. Uh, you know, it's a mixed bag. It does take a long time to get things done in government. And, uh, you know, when we look back on the last four years, uh, we see a lot of progress, but we still, uh, I look back thinking, oh, I I thought I would have had this done by now. So it does take a while to get things done. It's disappointing that um, I won't get everything done that I want to get done. But I also understand the public's desire to bring in new and, and fresh ideas and um, you know, it's always, I, I, I think there's some value in having an office holder who is not fixated on the next election. Makes it a little bit easier to make those hard and correct decisions that you need to make without worrying about, um, uh, you know, about how, how this mm-hmm. might impact your next uh, race. So it's a mixed bag, and uh, but it is, uh, it's the game board we play on, and um, we'll work very hard in the next four years to get Uh, everything that we'd like to get done, uh, at least uh, either done or at least started. One uh, uh, news release put out by your office has to do with zombie properties. This is an issue in most cities, and the city of Troy is trying to make landlords fix blighted properties. What is uh, this latest case? Well, the uh, the, the, uh, uh, press release that came out last week was a, had to do with a absentee landlord uh, that was not complying with the law, that was not taking care of the property in the way that it should be taken care of. So it was becoming a health hazard uh, to the adjoining property owners. It also impacts uh, a homeowner's uh, insurance rates if the property next door to them is dilapidated and falling down and vacant. So we're trying, like all cities in the Northeast and maybe many across the country, we're trying to deal with these absentee owners who sometimes, it's quite frankly, it's very difficult to figure out who they are because they have been, these mortgages have been sold and resold and, and sold again on the financial markets. Slowly, um, the, uh, the state legislature uh, is uh, crafting um, legislation that gives us additional tools to apply pressure to them. And this was an instance uh, last week or two weeks ago where we were able to effectively use one of those tools and put a pretty substantial fine on that property owner. We're not in it to make money. We're in it to influence behavior. And the way you influence behavior, uh, with certain lenders anyway, is uh, if you find them, if you hit them in the pocketbook. So this was good news, and we hope the word gets out and uh, others take their ownership obligations mm-hmm. more seriously in Troy. Let me ask you about the beam. A large concrete beam fell inside the Uncle Sam parking garage in Troy. Is this a serious breach in the structure? 
Well, I'm not an engineer, uh, so we we went to the um, owner's engineer and we had had him prepare a report uh, for us. It doesn't seem to be a serious failure of the structure. Um, we're not looking at a, a problem with the structural integrity, according to the engineer. But it is concerning to me in, in that it's indicative of the age and uh, deterioration of the structure just over time. And, um, you know, the, this, is, uh, the, this garage is nearing the end of its useful life, uh, and it will require serious reinvestment. And, uh, you know, the owner needs to be focused right now on the, the long-term uh, long-term plan for that facility and putting steps in motion to mm-hmm. address the uh, growing deficiencies that are in there. Now, News Channel 13 quoted an unnamed state worker, and apparently state workers are among those who park there, as expressing concerns. Also, I found online a statement from the one of the state employee unions raising concerns about the, the safety of the garage from that's the public employees of federation I, uh, closing the garage would be very inconvenient but wouldn't it be prudent to close it while an investigation takes place well there there have been investigations uh, there have been um, studies done on the garage and uh, we have uh, worked with the owner and the owner's engineer to ensure that uh, if there are areas where there are hazards uh, that those areas are blocked off. So the the garage is not entirely open right now, but it's not entirely closed either. And the owner is developing a plan to address those areas that are now closed off. It, who is the owner of the garage? Uh, the the owner is uh, David Bryce. He owns a number of properties in the downtown area and purchased the garage from the city. I think it was back in 2010. And but I, I thought it was more of a <clears throat> an agency or something like that. But that's not not so. No, no, it's owned by a private individual, and he leases out property to uh, some state agencies as well as uh, private employers. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a story in the news recently about a about state grants for upstate cities. Some uh, $2 million coming to Troy from New York State. What will that uh, money be used for? Well, there were a couple of projects that were funded under that, and um, I, I don't have a list in front of me, but I know the um, the Art Center received some funding. The um, Troy Savings Bank Music Hall is entering into a very unique collaborative relationship with the Empire State Youth Orchestra, which would uh, ultimately house the youth orchestra in Troy, which would be a great uh, a great boom for Troy. Um, there are other nonprofits that have received some funding. We've received some funding for uh, sewer, uh, uh, the uh, combined sewer overflow uh, programs that we're running. So there are a number of things that were put together uh, in various applications that receive funding from the state under that program. Since your uh, re-election, uh, city budget was passed, $75 million for 2020, approved in, in November. That's more than the previous year, <clears throat> and uh, it'll cost about $78 more in taxes and a solid waste uh, collection fee. What's been the reaction to this uh, budget? Well, remarkably little, uh, just about no public reaction. The uh, we we had a series of budget meetings in the fall. They were lightly attended at the final public hearing. No one spoke at the evening that the budget was uh, 
approved. No one spoke. So I think people understand it's a it's a very modest increase, and we're trying to um, address in those uh, increases that we did see. We're trying to address things that we've heard about from the residents. So people want to see more attention paid to the parks. People want to see more code enforcement attention. We have limited ability to uh, significantly change either of those departments or other departments for that matter, Uh, but we're making small steps and going in the right direction on this. In fact, aren't you hiring more people for parks and code enforcement? We are. We're hiring two new uh, people for parks and recreation, and we're hiring an additional code enforcement officer. In other months or maybe even years, the uh, solid waste collection fee was controversial, but uh, people have come to accept it, would you say? I think uh, I, I think that's the move, not only here in Troy, but in cities across the state, that the solid waste management <laughs> is handled uh, as a separate service within the city, and uh, uh, it is accounted for separately, and it is billed for separately. But we did not, uh, outside of the, uh, you know, the noise that you hear around a, an election campaign, we're not hearing a lot on the solid waste fee. You know, I'm, I'm, I tell people I'm old enough to remember when the city, this city, started charging for water. Years ago, water used to be included in your um, mm-hmm. tax bill as well. Right. And in the 60s, the city started metering houses, metering actually the water that was used to each house. And there was an uproar then as well. Uh, But the interesting thing is that um, once the city did that, consumption of water dropped by 50%. So charging a fee for a service impacts people's behavior with respect to that service. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to change our relationship uh, with garbage. how much we generate, how we, how much we recycle, um, how we uh, uh, deal with the shrinking mm. landfill problem. Yeah, but, but garbage is still a big issue for Troy. Garbage is a big issue in all municipal centers. It's a real challenge. It really is. Um, let me ask you about your old term and your new term. Uh, what do you see as your accomplishments in your first term in the city of Troy, and what challenges and new projects does the city face in the future? I think it's pretty clear that the financial improvements we made over the past four years and the reinvestment in our infrastructure uh, will be regarded as the hallmark of the first four years. I don't, people didn't realize how close to the financial edge we were four years ago. And uh, we've made some uh, difficult decisions. We've made some changes. Uh, but it's gotten us to the point where we're beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're beginning to reinvest in infrastructure that has been neglected for 20 or 25 years. And that will be what leads us into the next four years picking up where we we left off. We still have work to do on the finances. We're not out of the woods yet. I warned everybody about that. And, and uh, you know, there's, there continues to be political pressure to spend more. Uh, we're trying to live within our means, and we're going to continue to do that. But if you look at our five-year capital plan that was passed in this year's budget, you'll see that we're reinvesting in a lot of things that have been neglected. The parks, uh, the recreational facilities, the firehouses, streets, sidewalks, new equipment, um, things that are, are crumbling around us. And um, uh, those are beginning to see the benefits 
of reinvestment. And that's all based on the fact that we took care of the financial house uh, in our first term. So, uh, but again, I just want to caution people: we're we're not out of the woods yet. We still have stresses on our budget. We will for several more years, but we're going in the right direction. Bob, we're being we're being serious, um, and we're being mindful of what of living within our means. Did the uh, city budget that was passed uh, late last year did that um, make muster or whatever or uh, get uh, an okay from the state controller or would they not have something to say about that? Yeah, and so, uh, the, the way it works, they don't actually approve the final budget. They're sort of silent on that. But what they do is when I prepare a budget and submit it to the council, as I did in October of this year, the state controller comes in and spends several days here analyzing our estimates and their conclusion, once again, for our, this was our fourth budget, is that it was a reasonable budget uh, based on reasonable projections for revenue and expenditures. Um, they're happy with the way we've uh, been budgeting. So it did get the uh, controller's nod of approval. And that budget went then went to the city council and uh, with only very minor tweaks, um, it was adopted in a bipartisan fashion. Sidewalks and snow. Uh, Troy residents uh, are said to be troubled with lack of snow removal on sidewalks. How's the city fared this winter? Well, we had that uh, super large storm uh, caught us, I think, caught the Northeast by surprise in early December. And uh, this year we were a little more aggressive in issuing citations, not citations, but notices uh, to uh, home uh, building owners, property owners that had not cleared their sidewalks. We issued over 101 notice, I'm sorry, 150 notices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were following up on those. And then, of course, we had the big melt and then all the sidewalks. Um, Mother Nature cleared all the sidewalks. But we're going to be going forward a little bit more aggressive about making sure that people take care of the properties that they own in the city. Make sure that those sidewalks are free and clear to travel. What do you think of uh, Council President Carmela Mantello's idea to have residents adopt a fire hydrant to keep the fire hydrant clear of snow? Well, I'm sure she was well-intended, but it's one of those things that we call a, a solution in search of a problem. Um, every opportunity we get during the winter, we put out notices to ask people to make sure uh, sidewalks are clear, uh, fire hydrants around their house are cleared out, and people do that. People have stepped up. They do that work, uh, and they do it without the need to register or fill out a form or go through any more formal process than walking out their door with a shovel and taking care of it, and we'll continue to do that. Um, that's uh, that's worked uh, for as long as I can, I can remember being a kid and going out with my father and shoveling out the, the uh, fire hydrants near our house. People do that, uh, and they'll do it whether they have to register or, or not. So I'm not sure that it's necessary. Not unsurprisingly, uh, there's been a water main break in, in Troy. These happen in the, in the wintertime, or they could happen any uh, time of year. Uh, how is the uh, water infrastructure holding up? Good. You know, I, you're right. These uh, water main breaks happen any time of the year. You never know when they're going to break. Uh, and that's the nature of having a water system that's in the ground. All communities experience this. Uh, usually these breaks go largely unnoticed. We have a very, very skilled uh, 
water crew, and they are, uh, you know, I'll put them up against any other crew in terms of making repairs. Uh, usually we're able with valves to move uh, water through different circuits so that nobody is interrupted. In the particular instance uh, earlier this month, we had a situation where we could not do that. So for the first time in quite a while, we actually had people without water service for a period of time and then a boil water advisory. That typically doesn't happen because um, our crews are able to route water to everybody through another means. So um, kudos to the crew. They did a great job. They, they worked 26 hours straight on that hall and got it fixed. So nobody was out water, without water for an extended period of time. It was an inconvenience, um, and uh, I apologize for that. But for the most part, uh, these breaks occur uh, we go in, we fix them, and nobody is uh, inconvenienced other than maybe being delayed on a particular street. So um, in terms of the number of water breaks, uh, this is uh, this is typical. We're not seeing an increase in them. Um, short of uh, digging up all the pipes in the city, which would be cost prohibitive, you're never going to go very long without a without a mm. break somewhere in the city, just just as everybody else has it as well. There's an issue involving a truck bypass. Troy, uh, the city of Troy, wants the county executive, Steve McLaughlin, to sign off on a South Troy truck bypass. Can you explain that situation? Sure. As you enter the city from the south over the Manans Bridge, you go right into residential neighborhoods. So trucks that might be coming in to make deliveries, uh, trucks that might be engaged in commerce along the waterfront, um, go through these residential neighborhoods. And for over 20 years now, uh, there's been an effort being made to create a roadway uh, along the undeveloped lands along the river in South Troy so we can divert truck traffic out of the residential neighborhoods and along that roadway. We've worked very hard to bring this to fruition, and we have all of our approvals. We have funding. Um, what we needed from the county was a small easement uh, for an area of a sidewalk, and from the county IDA, we needed some the conveyance of some land. They were all appraised. Uh, we've negotiated with the county over the past two years. All the language was worked out. Both the legislative bodies passed it. Both the executive branches signed off on it. But we um, can't seem to get the deeds now from the county executive to take this out to bid. And it's pretty concerning because uh, uh, we need to be we need to spend this money. It's old uh, grant money. And we are at risk of losing it if we don't get it in the ground. So uh, it's imperative that we move that along and that we're able to go out to bid. And uh, before the contractors are all tied up for next year, I'd hate to see this uh, extend out another year. The county executive uh, kind of injected himself into the mayoral campaign, did he not, at the end? Uh, to he did, getting the, yep, and, yeah. yep, he did indeed. So, I mean, is there some sort of uh, rivalry between the two of you? Well, I don't feel any rivalry. I, you know, there's polit there's time to politics and there's time to govern. And uh, you know, I thought when the campaign was over that we could get back to governing and getting this uh, uh, South Troy Roadway, which which advantages everybody. Uh, we I thought we could get this situation moving forward. Uh, haven't been able to do that yet, but we we continue to work on that. One other uh, point, the Troy Turkey Trot, uh, the foot race on Thanksgiving. I didn't realize this. It raises money for charity. How did, how did they do this year? It did well. It raised uh, $15,000. That was from 
donations made by runners when they registered and a matching grant of $2,500 from Pioneer Bank. And uh, those uh, funds will be split between Joseph's House and Shelter, which is based in Troy, and then the uh, Regional Food Bank of Northeastern New York. Uh, those are two uh, vital, vital charities in the community that help people who aren't as fortunate as you and I might be. You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5, plus in the Glens Falls, Lake George area on 1410 and 96.9. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us today was Patrick Madden, the mayor of the city of Troy. This program will be available as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com.